This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. And back with us today, we've had her on quite a bit because, well... <laughs> I, I do love having you on, Stacy, but it, we've had you on because we've had to, mm-hmm, <laughs> quite, right? quite <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Stacy Duncan is the head of the agency, also the Greater Binghamton Chamber of Commerce. I always, when I say the agency, I, I want to play spy music or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's true. I know it does. Uh, it does lend itself to that. Oh my gosh! Well, it, we're we kind of are a little more giddy now than uh, we have been in our past conversations. Because it, there, a year ago, I actually did um, oh, a couple weeks ago, uh, real quick, just on the fly, when I was talking to one of the morning guys on the air, I, I quick managed to pop up a story from exactly a year prior, and it was the the tone of the story that I had written about a, um, a like a dirt bike track or something that was just south of the New York line in Pennsylvania that was defying orders and being open on May 26th for Memorial Day weekend with their races and stuff and and the the frantic of, oh, my God, what is going to happen with this? Wow, how things have changed in a year. You as overseeing you know everything economic development in our greater Binghamton area, what is the mood now with you guys compared if you if you can remember because it just has been a weird year and time is fluid <laughs> from a year ago how is the difference and 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 how are you feeling over at the agency and, and the greater binghamton chamber of commerce over the course of a year yeah what what a year i mean there are moments that it feels like this has been uh, you know 3 years all all tight packed into one and then there's there's days it's hard to believe it's been a year it's it's a very it's been a very surreal experience but i i guess the best way i can describe it is like most people i feel like you know you're kind of coming out of this fog and you're starting to just start to see things clearly um and feel energized um you know i think there there is a sense of of energy back, you know, there's a, a sense of, of forward movement, and I think people are feeling uh, more confident, you know, still, I think, rightly so, I think still, you know, cautious, but much more confident and, um, you know, energetic about, you know, the months ahead, and certainly as we approach this weekend, you know, sort of the unofficial start of summer, I think everybody just sort of feels like they can take, you know, let that breath out that they've been holding for the last year. And, and really try to start um, enjoying those those things, those traditions and those, those you know, um, summertime, you know, activities. So it's a good feeling right now. Well, I think the, the, the past year, uh, as people reflect back um, from what they did this, this past Memorial Day weekend compared to a year ago when everything was getting canceled, yeah, there's still some adjustments and still some restrictions and still virtual this and virtual that. But how, how much has been, um, has been modified and, and put back in place? I was commenting also to our, my friend that you realize that at the end of May, actually beginning of May, probably a year ago, everyone was frantically at first telling people if they were going to take their kids to a playground, make sure that they were social distance and you might want to wipe down the equipment to all the equipment being yellow taped off like, you know, crime scene or something. And 
basketball hoops and nets were being taken down and the tennis court nets were not being put up and and, and, and all that. And, and now carousels reopening and everything. It's just, it's a sigh of relief, but as you said, a little trepidation mixed in as well. And that's got to be the case for people that are in business. Yeah, sigh of relief that some of these restrictions, the the curfews and all that stuff being taken away, but also kind of trepidation is, is it safe for my employees? Is it safe for me to, you know, offer more incentives to try to get employees? Because I know that's a problem. And, and all that is we're coming back into maybe full operation again. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think a few things that, a few of the lessons I think we've learned, um, and we're, you know, I know we were chatting a little bit before we went on air, is, is this is this year has been a really um, interesting way to, to understand sort of human behavior, um, and when when all of a sudden all of the norms are taken away from you, I think we've discovered, and you know, one of the, the silver linings is we're you know what social creatures we are, and that you know that that ability um, to gather and be in proximity to other people, even if you know, is, is really important. But and I think you know we're, we're seeing um, with businesses as we reopen, um, as we look at you know a, a more traditional reopening is. You know, it's the recognition that the world as we knew it is is a bit different. But but um, you know, what we're seeing is businesses are taking those guidelines um, very seriously. We're tra- you know we're keeping up on those and um, uh, you know trying to keep the, keep our community informed. We we had created at the onset of the pandemic digital digital documents. You know, a digital guide to just keep ever, all of this information in real time. So, oh, you guys were thrown into it. Fast. Yeah, the yeah. Leadership Alliance was just something that just popped up faster than dandelions in April. <laughs> I know. I mean, when we formed it, it was November of 19, and then about three months later, you know, and, and our boards had just met, and one of the things the consensus was, you know, this, this Leadership Alliance is going to be a great opportunity for these two organizations to be really impactful in directing, um, you know, directing the course of activity over the next several years. What, what do, what are our priorities? And 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 to promote, you know, things that are happening uh, very positively in our community. And then, you know, the pandemic hit, so it was literally a crash course in how we, as a team, internally work together, but also how we coalesce our community stakeholders um, and that constant information share with our elected officials. Um, with our nonprofit organizations and our business communities, I mean, it was it was um, you know there were there was no need you know no guards were up. It was you get in and you figure out how to how to support as many people and businesses and your community as you can. So um, so now you know as as we as I mentioned you know kind of feeling like the fog's lifted. Uh, we're we're reengaging in that concept of uh, development of a of a blueprint. Uh, blueprint, if you will, of, you know, how we move the community forward, knowing we're a little bit different than we were uh, back in, in 2019 when we formed this alliance. But but I'm excited about it because I think the energy, you know, is very positive. We've been meeting with community groups and talking to them about how do you see this community moving forward, not just pandemic related. Of course, that is now the landscape of which we look at everything moving forward. Mm-hmm. But you know what things are are of priority to you, and and I think we're going to come out with some really positive and and really cool uh, stuff to support here. Well, once again, it was I can remember the news conference outside of 
um, the agency building there over at, at SUNY Broome. And it, when I think of the mental picture back in my head of, of that day with the county executive standing out there with you guys talking about the Leadership Alliance and taking the bull by the horns and, and steering a lot of of uh, information letting in the community, I, honest to God, I think Jason Garner just looked so confused at the point at that point. Um, just it, everybody was at such a loss. But now, as things have progressed, things have not stayed stagnant at all. The Leadership Alliance has been conducting surveys, has been looking at reopening guidelines that keep changing and evolving, and now three critical COVID-19 publications that are are out for and updated constantly. Let's talk about those for maybe some of the businesses that might not be aware of the help that is available out there for them to just grasp the situation and what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when when this first hit, you know, we, we had reached out to our business community and just asked them really two questions, how are you and what do you need? And so from there we gleaned um, really outside of financial assistance, which was so urgent at the time. Because oh, absolutely. You, you know, but the other, the other uh, item that people were looking for was just a consistent and central point of information. Um, and that's, you know, truly where I see this Leadership Alliance as being a you know, sort of the constant in the community, uh, uh, the source for information, the source for guidance, the source for connection to resources. You know, I think that's uh, a role we play very well, both organizations independently, but now together even even more so. So what we found, you know, was people were being flooded with information, and it was overwhelming. And right. so, you know, we created initially the first document was our resiliency toolkit, which uh, and, and it's something we update on a weekly basis. We keep that information real time because we know things change very swiftly. Uh, it's all of the information that you may need on financial and other resources um, to keep you know, your business afloat, or your you know, or for individuals who are looking for for assistance with their uh, their needs, connections to nonprofits. Uh, so that has been a really uh, central um, point of information for people. It's always posted on. Uh, we keep it on the Chamber's website at greaterbinghamtonchamber.com. And I think that's important to know that it's not a document that we did once and put on the shelf. It's constantly being updated so that the community has real-time information in one point of location. And then the second document that we created, which was really important, too, was a, the reopening playbook because we've had a lot of stages of reopenings and, you know, we've seen expansion and contraction over the last year. And confusion. With, yeah, and confusion, right. So that's another document similarly uh, where that houses not so much the financial information or resource information, but, but all of the information on the public health guidelines uh, or connection to what the CDC is recommending, also in alignment with New York State guidelines. So again, you know, because it is such a ch- evolving process. I mean, changing daily. We do we update that on a weekly basis. So typically, every Friday, we'll we'll you know scan and see if there's any need for updates, and we'll post that also on the chamber's website. Uh, so you know, we just think it's really important to serve our community in in that manner um, because it's it can be overwhelming. One thing that I think has been another highly commendable. Um, observation is in spite of all that has been thrown at our business community and retail right straight through to manufacturing and even government agencies it's that 
in spite of the huge challenges just to stay alive during this pandemic and keep your business and your dreams going, still these business owners and the employees and staff and all have really stepped up to help one another. There have been food drives to help some of our food pantries and all these sorts of efforts to to help the community in general. And the young business leaders and the the Leadership Alliance and the Chamber and everybody really coming together to, to help other agencies that don't have that support of maybe the business community is used to. Yeah, you know, there's a a, a simple quote that I always liked, and 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 uh, it just said, "Conversation is different in a community that works." And I think, you know, what we found was um, that our community, you know, it, it will very quickly band together, uh, you know, and support one another, which is, you know, sometimes I think forgotten, and in, in some of, you know, the haste of. Of, of the day or, you know, uh, and things. So we, we were just so impressed um, by, our, by our community, you know, to see the service sector get hit so hard, but to see, you know, businesses um, and individuals like, you know, Dan Palhamas with Food and Fire rallying in the restaurants and, and supporting other restaurants, you know, in, 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 you know, in spite of his own saying, you know, it's about keeping restaurants afloat and, and the work that the restaurant community you know, really banded together to support one another and keep that that uh, you know operational. You know, we saw this with manufacturing. We saw companies like Ek Plastic Arts and Gagne. We saw them you know transition when there was an opportunity. They said, "We need more PPE. Is there any company that's willing to sort of uh, shift and do something differently?" And we saw them all step. You know, we saw so many step up to the plate and say, "Okay, I can make this. I can make that." You know, we saw that with distilleries making hand sanitizers. You know, it was really um, just an incredible response. I mean, and from our, you know, local government officials at, at all levels, I mean, we just saw this commitment um, uh, of, of figuring out how to get resources out to the community, how to, how to you know, share information. And we had you know, weekly calls um, f- that were just focused on information share because that was half of it because, you know, working from the same page is so much easier um, than working, you know, de- you know, separately. And then real quick before we run out of time, I want to mention, too, that uh, kudos to the general public and consumers themselves for when it was possible, whether it be takeout or when things started opening back up, where they, they did step forward to return to businesses and to return to restaurants and to take advantage of takeout and try to do everything they could. Some people, you know, with uh, facing lost wages and stuff their own, still trying to commit to support our local businesses to keep them going during all this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we we would check in regularly with our restaurant community, and we, and we continue to do so, and uh, because it was just such an a, such an unusual phenomenon to just see, uh, you know, see that those retail um, retail operations just have to shut down so quickly with yeah. no notice and. Yeah. You know, a lot of them they found they they were you know pleasantly surprised with with the level of activity they were able to do. Some of them found you know new ways of doing things. You know, it was ways of doing things differently. It was some of them had said we never looked at takeout as a model, but they were thriving doing that. Right. And so, right. you know, so it was um, you know it, it's always it's always you know very beneficial to to find the silver linings in something like this. And I think you know we've all. You know, as I mentioned earlier, we've all really understood and appreciated uh, that need for proximity to one another, that need to support one another in whatever the way, you know, we feel comfortable doing it But in this last year. But, 
you know, certainly, um, we, you know, hopefully we've shown we can really, we can really stick together when, when necessary. And, and I think that'll set us up well for what comes next, which I think will be a lot of positive, uh, positive new developments for businesses, you know, for economic development in the community. We've been busy with activity, you know, it, the, the benefit of the changing nature of the way we all do things a little more, you know, e-commerce is that, you know, activity uh, uh, and industrial activities increase. So, you know, we want to seize on these opportunities uh, that and, and, you know, make them successful in our community. We are out of time, but once again, give the uh, the website for people to get those updated fact sheets and, and things if they need some more information, some guidance on, on what's going on right now. Terrific, yes. So if you'd like to access our uh, uh, business resiliency toolkit or our reopening playbook, they're uh, posted on the Greater Binghamton Chambers website at greaterbinghamtonchamber.com, and we do update those on a weekly basis. So, And if anybody has questions in the community, please give us a call. Thank you very much for being my guest today. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. We'll be talking to Stacy again soon, I promise you. I know there's a lot we didn't cover. Thank you for joining us for this presentation from the Public Affairs Department of Town Square Media. This has been the Southern Tier. Warren, owner of Warren Real Estate. Are you thinking?